go. Hello and welcome to the Movie Games Roundtable. My name is James and I'll be hosting this episode. Joining us today is Nan. How are we doing, man? I'm good, thanks. Just spent all day playing Horizon Forbidden West. So oh, yes. It's a pretty great game, I must admit. So Getting into it. I played it. like an hour of it last night. First yeah. time jumping in. Yeah. Get better? Oh, it gets way better. Oh, man, and, I'm and, excited. And I think I put in probably about five, six, seven hours. And I'm still on the first part of the game. No way. But the thing is that I'm so like side quest driven when I play a game. So that yeah. might be why. But if you just, I think if you like just go straight for story, you'll cut that down. But yeah, it's, it gets better. It gets I'm, better. I'm excited. Visually, man, it's blowing me away. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's just amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, for those of you that missed our announcement on Let's Be Real, we are without Kyan on our podcast for the next couple of weeks. So you're going to have to put up Nan and I for a bit until then. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we hope that he's back as soon as possible. Thank you for joining us today on the Movie Games Roundtable. Hopefully, you guys are all having a fantastic day. And as always, it is a pleasure to be a part of it. You guys know the drill. But for those of you tuning into the Movie Games Roundtable for the first time, what we do here is we just like to keep it laid back and relaxed. We just simply want to invite you to join our conversations as we talk about anything related to movies, TV, streaming, and more. We love for you guys to be a part of the conversation, so we encourage you guys to come to our Instagram page at Movie Games and send us a message or some thoughts, and maybe we'll cover it here on the Movie Games Roundtable. Um, so yeah, anyway, we'll get into it. Recently, man, um, I've been watching a lot of Harry Potter content. A lot? Um, no, like a the, lot. The, there's eight movies, huh? so... <laughs> I've, been, I've been watching more than that. So uh, we all know now that the reunion, the Harry oh, Potter yes. reunion... Yeah. yeah, so I watched that on uh, New Year's Day when it released, mm-hmm. um, and I, I had such a emotional reaction to this, like, and it, it blew me away. Like, it, it was such a surprise of how, you know, emotionally I reacted to that. So yeah, uh, I went back and I revisited everything, all movies, all eight of them. Yeah. Oh, that's good because <laughs> I was saying, including Fantastic Beasts. Oh no, 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 no! I stay away from that. I'm just talking about the Harry Potter storyline. Um, yeah, sorry, I should have specified that, but, um, I didn't just watch the movies. I, cause I got the whole 4k box set. Yeah. So I watched every special feature on every single disc Oh damn! and I, I like, I'm, I have a very, very sound understanding of how those movies were made. It's just pure, you know, movie, movie making magic essentially. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I discovered more about that along the way. Um, you know, 2022 it's it's been a pretty it's been a pretty tough year so far pretty challenging for me yeah um but that was a movie that sort of you know um well those movies they made everything fade into the background and i kind of learned things you know along the way of how these movies have kind of shaped me as a person because i realized that a lot of my own values and morals aligned with you know a lot of the characters and thematics of that harry potter universe so I, so I am curious, when it comes to who you are as a person, specifically aspects like, you know, morals and values, are there any movies that have helped play a part in sort of building your character? Hmm. That's not how I see First thing that comes to my mind is Batman, but that was more through comics rather than movies. Ah. Um, <clears throat> if I had to think of a movie, it would probably be Christopher Nolan's Interstellar mm. and mainly Matthew McConaughey's um, Cooper. Um, just his like uh, his perseverance and his stubbornness in wanting to achieve the mission, do that, and just head straight back home to his daughter. Mm. Main word there is stubbornness. Uh-huh. 
key trait of name, stubborn. <laughs> I mean, you you know how stubborn I am. When I'm in my thought, there's no changing. <laughs> there's no changing me. It's just game over. You might as well just go to bed or something, you know? So it's that sort of, yeah, mm. his, his character is what I feel is what I attach to the most in the entire film, especially, oh, yeah. I mean, that's probably one of the very few films that actually made me tear up. Yeah. I mean, we all know that iconic uh, Nathan McConaughey watching those, what, 28, 21 years? Oh, yes. After coming back I from know. the wave planet. Yeah. And he's just there sitting in front of the screen tearing up, and you just tearing up with him, you're like, don't worry, bro, it's fine. <laughs> and then even at the end, oh, where, he, even yeah. at the end where he meets Murph as like an old lady, it's just, oh, Jesus Christ, you left the same age and you come back and you see your daughter who was a then 10-year-old come back yeah. on your deathbed. It's just like, oh, Jesus. It's heavy. Yeah, it's, yep. it's heavy. And it, Interstellar was probably also probably the launching point of me getting into actual movies and film and cinema. Because before I was just into like, you know, those main blockbusters mm. and main main directors, actors. Oh, yeah. Not, but from that film, because I barely knew who Christopher Nolan was, because I mean, the only things I watched of him before was yeah. the Dark Knight trilogy, because Batman. Yeah. And then once I watched Interstellar, I went back, watched Inception, Dunkirk as well. And then I watched Memento, Prestige. Mm. Have not yet seen his first one. Was it Insom- Insomnia? Yeah. That one? Yeah. So we still yet to watch that. So yeah, it yeah. was pretty much my launching point to where I am today and movie games, you know? So, yeah, it kind of like built a bridge between, you know, those blockbusters and you know, sort of art house indie kind of films. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's different. Yeah, because he's always been um, described as sort of, you know, he finds that middle point between making, you know, an art house blockbuster. Nolan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of yeah. like Denis Villeneuve as well. They're yeah. kind of both similar in that aspect. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's interesting. But I, I, yeah, I do think movies, you know, they do help shape people and who they are. And I think that just goes to highlight the importance of, movies and and movies with messages that can resonate with its audience yeah um yeah but like a more interesting thing that i wanted to get into today was you know about the the movie going experience itself um you know not many people i know or see on the internet they they don't talk about the experience they're always talking about the movie so you know um when you go out to a movie uh like do you have any preferences there what do you mean by preferences do you like to eat and drink during a movie? Oh, definitely. Yeah? Any I mean, specifics it, there? It, it's pretty different. Uh, watching a movie at home, mm. I'd just rather have a drink rather than snack. Yeah. But I just feel if you're going to a cinema, you just need that popcorn. You know? A it's popcorn. like you're not watching a movie at a cinema if you don't have popcorn in your hand. Like, <laughs> like yeah, the film is the thing you're paying for, but mm. the popcorn's experience as well. So it's usually popcorn, good old choc top or... Back here in New Zealand, we call Choc Tops ice cream because it's like ice cream dipped in chocolate. Yeah, chocolate yeah. top, Choc Top, boom. Mm-hmm. And then you've got to have the classic beer. Oh, yes. You know? Yep. I mean, it, it may not work to some of you guys thinking out there. You're like, oh, damn, his stunt must get real fucked up afterwards. No, nah, mate. It's trained, <laughs> it's trained for those it's three ready items. ready for this moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, so speaking of popcorn at the mm-hmm. movies, do you think movies are getting too expensive? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we all know I used to work at the cinemas yes, in yes, my past. Mm-hmm. I started in 2009 and an adult ticket an adult ticket was $15. That's New Zealand. So Oh yeah, $15 US New Zealand. US is like $7.50. Yeah, we'll just get around it. that. Yeah. yeah. And by the time I left, which was 2018, yes, I almost went to the 10-year mark. <laughs> <laughs> it was I think I was around about 21. 
21, wow. 21, 50. Wow. Uh, I left 2018. We're now four years on. I'm going to guess it's around about 25, 26 now. Mm. I mean, we paid for an IMAX ticket and that's 26. So I'm going to presume just a standard would be a slightly below that. So yes, yeah. I think ticket prices are, are getting high. And even while I was working at the cinemas, I thought the price of food was way too high as oh, well. Always too high, I yeah. mean... <laughs> <laughs> just go to the supermarket and grab your candy and come back, you know, like yeah. you literally pay half the price. Mm. But, but like, yeah. yeah, we know why cinemas, well, we, we've worked at them. So we yeah. know why they are expensive. That's where they get the majority of their money from. Yeah. Um, I guess so that's, that's understandable in that sense. Um, but you know, when, you know, when I worked at the movie theater with you, of course, mm-hmm. it felt like every six months there was, you know, they were up in the price on the concessions, <laughs> you know, yes. drinks and popcorn, like, 10 cents but like over time it really goes up quite fast it does and yeah. the thing is is that i've noticed that the combos mm. they're actually really good deals yeah as opposed to buying just an individual item i mean you can get a popcorn or say a medium popcorn for like eight bucks but a combo you get like popcorn drink and a ice cream for like 12 mm. to 15 yeah like, yeah combos is the way to go it is the way to go so yeah when it comes to you know your food do you prefer cold snacks or hot snacks? I mean, like, I guess more, you know, heavy stuff rather than just popcorn itself. Like, right. yeah, you know, like say sliders or fries, or do you prefer, you know, your, you know, your ice cream kind of des- desserts kind of thing? Mm. Very much depends on the day. Say if we went and saw a movie straight after I worked, I obviously want some food. I want like that <laughs> slider or hot dog or whatnot. But say they're going like something in the afternoon, then it, something snacky, you know? To oh, hold yeah. me over a packet of chips or lollies, ice mm. cream. So it just know? depends where you're at during the day. Yeah, 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 pretty much. I don't have a preference. I mean, yeah. That's that's fair enough. I'd say I'm the same way. Um, I, you know, I think I tend to lean towards more like, you know, meal based like the sliders or fries. I think I'd always prefer that over popcorn. And Kine would definitely go snacks. for fries. <laughs> we know that <laughs> that man loves his fries. <laughs> um, yeah. So in in movies, do you have a, you know, a preferred uh, way of watching the movie at the cinema? You know how we there's things like 3D, mm. IMAX, uh, Lux, or like the premium where you can get meals delivered in. Does it start even stuff like you know 4D? I, there's yeah. loads of different kinds around the world. Do you have a preference yeah. there? I think 3D is a waste of money unless you're going to see Avatar. <laughs> I mean, only exception. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for Avatar, there wouldn't be three D. You'd just still have like those cheap, like little paper cut out three D glasses for Shark Boy and Oh, the Lava red Girl. and blue. Yeah, the yeah. red and blue ones. Oh, um, back. I feel three D was way forced down our throats, and mm. it, and the movies that was releasing in three D didn't quite. It wasn't. It's not made for three D. Exactly. So it just didn't work. Yeah. So I think for three D, it's definitely dependent on the movie. Mm, like for um, sure. Avatar, I'll definitely go see in 3D. Yeah. Yeah, those sort of films. Um, but my preference is IMAX. I mean, it says it in, like, the f- opening message of when you're in the IMAX cinema, biggest screen, louder speakers, and you're in the movie, and mm. you are in the movie. I mean, if you watch, I think the first thing that comes to my mind of the latest um, IMAX movie I saw was No Time to Die. 
And um, when I first watched Oof. it, I watched it in like a tiny cinema. And then when I went and saw it in um, IMAX, good God, my ears were bleeding, bro. I mean, Hans Zimmer, you did your job fine. In a, in a good way. In a good, <laughs> in, in a good way. You, you did, you, you, yeah, Hans, you did your job fine. That score was outrageously great. Mm. And the action, like the gunshots, the cars, it was just, it, it hit, the sound waves hit you. Yeah. You know, and, that, and that's what IMAX does. I mean, I... I mean, I hear you and Kyan going about Dunkirk all the time about how it's like the perfect IMAX experience. And you can't uh, top it. <laughs> I was so close, but thanks to our good friend across the world called COVID nineteen, <laughs> I missed out on seeing it in um in uh in IMAX because um in New Zealand they were re-releasing old films and Dunkirk yeah. wasn't important. Hey man, I missed too. Inception tenth anniversary in IMAX. That's my you favorite did. movie, and I haven't seen it in IMAX yet. <laughs> you did one so day. You can imagine how I'm feeling during that. That one, that one was a huge blow to me. Uh, yeah, but for me, man, IMAX is just the way it is. Definitely. Uh, but with IMAX, there is kind of like two different, you know, variations of it. Um. And it's, I guess it's what I've read around the internet. I don't know the truth around it, but there's kind of like fake IMAX and proper IMAX. Yeah. Um, and I went to an IMAX screening of Logan in Australia when I visited. Yeah. And I think, I think, and I believe that was a fake IMAX one because it, it didn't fake. feel like IMAX. It was just kind of... It was like extreme screen. Yeah, yeah. From, from what I've read uh, about people is that fake IMAX is where they just push you close to the screen. So it's kind of like, um, it's a bigger screen and you are closer to it, but you, you don't get that IMAX scope, that extra picture. Right. Yeah. Not in the way we have it, uh, in New Zealand here. And yeah. So at least for the one, you know, that we always go to, yeah, that's true IMAX and it's the, um, the laser version. So yeah. you're getting high quality 4k resolution there and like you said, you know, with the sound and yeah. that picture quality and just how big it is. It's yeah. the most immersive format that we can watch these kind of movies in. The only thing yeah. I have an issue with IMAX is the seats because, boy, they Those are uncomfortable. Seats. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. They are very narrow in between aisles, and mm. they are like mm. one of those, like, it's – you know how at sports games you have those chairs that automatically fold up yeah, and have their hand yeah. down? It's one of mm. those, except it's not plastic. It has like fabric on it. Yeah. But like, you know, it's just not comfortable. It, it is not comfortable. And, you know, mm. all cinemas, they used to have those, you know, you yeah. push the seat down. They did, yeah. Yeah. And at least through uh, where we live, all cinemas are kind of getting like a little update. You know, you're getting the um, the recliner like, seats, recliners, the, the lazy yeah. boy kind. Yeah. And it feels like every single cinema is getting it, but our favorite cinema in IMAX, mm. it's just... I don't know when they're going to do it, but they should do it soon. They should have done it through COVID because yeah, there's a time. lot of good movies I want to see in IMAX coming out soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the Batman for one. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> do you have like a, a perfect way to watch a movie? You know, uh, you got like home theater, mm -hmm. you know, you got the cinema, you got stuff like mobile phone, computer. What is it? Anyone that watches a movie on their phone, just, uh, uh, Why? Like, just give up now. Most people are out there. They're out there. I know they're out there. And like, if any of our listeners right now are our mobile phone users, please DM me because I just want to know why. Like, you know, it's... I would like a rational explanation, to be fair. Mm -hmm. I'd want to hear it. Yeah, I yeah. know. Um, but for me, it's always in cinema. Like, you know, mm -hmm. the dark and screened, it, it's the, the sound you get the 7.1, which you can do at home, but it's just not the same. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just something about like going to see a film in the cinema is different to like going home and just watching it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. about the atmosphere. You have people around you that 
um, No Way Home, sorry, cutting my own thought off there, <laughs> but No Way Home, we saw No Way Home yeah. and just like those big, mo- big key moments of the characters when they came on, like mm. the audience was in that with you. And if you're watching that at home for the first time, you're not going to get that. You're going to be like, oh shit, yes, it's fucking Daredevil, cool. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. And you won't even say that out loud or cheer or clap or get out of your seat. You're just thinking, you're like, okay, cool, next. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nah, I, I agree. I'm completely on board with that. Um, even down to the mobile phone thing. I, <laughs> I don't know how people can do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are benefits to the home theater uh, way to watch a movie. Yeah. Um, at, at least for me. I mean, I've told you and Kai, you know, on several accounts that watching at home just isn't for me. It's just not that environment where I can really get immersed in a movie. Yeah. Too many, you know, external distractions, all that kind of stuff. But but there there is comfort in it. It, it really depends on the movie. Um, yeah. I think, you know, most movies I want to see in cinema. I, in fact, all, all, uh, all, that's the word, um, all movies I want to see in cinemas first. That's all, all, my ultimate preference. All movies? All movies. Every single movie? Every single movie. Clean the water boy? Except for that one. <laughs> Got Except him. for the water, ball. water boy. I don't want to see that movie ever. Um, not even on a mobile phone. Um, but th- there is something nice that I like about the home theater that you can't get at the cinema. But yeah, yeah cinema beats everything else. Because you're in that environment, you can actually get immersed in the storytelling and everything else like that. Yeah. And, and especially for those event kind of films. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, the, the audience is there, you're sharing that experience. And, you know, when, when you're there in a sold out cinema for a movie that's highly anticipated, you, you don't really think about it, but everyone's going through those same kind of emotions. As you are. And yeah. And, and you just feel that excitement. Yeah. There's something so exciting and about it, it. And then when it happens on screen, there's like naturally you're not a person to like I'm me personally I'm not a pers- mm. person to like stand and be like cheer or like I'll clap at most yeah yeah but yeah, like yeah. just hearing like other people do it you're like yeah you're doing my emotions what I'm thinking and feeling right now <laughs> but out loud and expressive it's great yeah I mean I, I'm not really a clapper or a cheerer but you know if other people start going then you know I'll, I'll contribute to the clap <laughs> I'll, I'll contribute make it a little bit louder start lighting some fireworks I can do yeah it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no no nothing nothing you know contends with that kind of experience I think some of my best experiences are in those sold out cinemas where yeah everyone's just as excited and I, I you know I got my bodies with me it's just it's just such a great time before Endgame mm. was there ever a film where you had that sort of experience with people clapping and cheering Infinity War uh, yeah you got me there <laughs> no, that's an easy one to answer <laughs> but there's always been stuff like this uh, yeah. uh, Spider-Man 3 uh, The Dark Knight Dark Knight Rises oh, yes. those kind of movies there's always been those event <laughs> kind of movies but I think you know, we talk about event movies now. They're yeah. just, they're much larger in scale than uh, what they used just, to be. It's like one-upping each other. I mean, constantly. we have yeah. Doctor Strange coming out soon and Avengers Endgame was like three, four years ago. And that just seems like an ant compared to what Doctor yeah. Strange is doing now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think it's so much what I appreciate about these press screenings that we have the privilege to go to. Yeah. They're always, you know, they're always full. They're at yeah. maximum capacity all the time. And it always adds that extra layer of, you know, enjoyability going to the screening. So, Definitely. Yeah. Um, but on that note, say we no longer have the chance to attend these press, these uh, press screenings that we go to, how often, you know, would you be going to the movies? And, and what, what kind of movies would you be going to? Uh, it would definitely decrease. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Um, so say movies like, I don't know, I'm just thinking of what we've watched recently, Belfast, um, you guys saw now Nightmare Alley, I didn't, mm-hmm. um, even Matrix or House of Gucci, that's probably stuff I just would wait for, um, video on demand or streaming to come yeah, out. Yeah. Um, but stuff like genuine movies that I'm excited about, I'll go in and see Spencer, hundred percent. I'll go see that in cinemas. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we all know my love for Spencer throughout these past like couple podcasts. But like even before you knew it was this good. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh. the only reason why I mainly watched it, like yeah. focus, with, not on my phone, was to watch Kristen Stewart's um performance. I'm glad it was on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was for a performance, and so yeah, uh, I, I actually would have um liked to see that. Well, I w- I, that's one of the films I'd see in, yeah, in yeah. cinema. Otherwise, you got your blockbusters, Marvel, DC, definitely the Batman. I do not want to watch that X amount of months later on my laptop. What about the mobile phone you're talking about? I would I'd borrow my cousin's tablet before I use my phone. Uh, so you got to go up the you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. screen sizes. <laughs> um, yeah, just movies that will generally pique my interest, you know, mm. those sort of ones. I mean, yeah. an- animated movies, most of them I'd want to see in cinemas. Fair enough, especially yeah. like Pixar. Oh, definitely for Pixar. I mean, but I mean, yeah. you know, Pixar they actually have to release movies in cinemas before we can watch them. Yeah, but um, they just yeah, they just they just won't. Um, yeah. oh, but 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 it's not Pixar's <laughs> fault; it's Disney's fault because they're clueless. Yeah, yeah. I I think the movies that I would kind of target if you know I didn't have these opportunities in front of me would be like, you know, those movies that are kind of like made for cinema. Y- you know, like like Dune, Dune, Dunkirk, No Time to Die, yes. yeah, all those yeah. kind of stuff. You, you really get that sense in the you know the marketing of films. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like you, it's whatever strikes my interest. Uh, certain, you know, um, independent, um, arty kind of movies. Yeah, it, it's kind of like a if it interests me, I'll go see it. If mm. not, I c- I can absolutely wait. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I think I'd actually turn to like streaming services a lot more. Um, Especially the ones with day and date release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they'll be doing that much now, but yeah, save. But you know that that window between releasing a movie in cinemas and for it to actually be on a streaming service that that is getting a bit smaller. So yeah. well, it was like forty five. Now it's getting smaller, right? Yeah, like 40, yeah, yeah. 30. I think there's like some that are thirty and some that are forty. Um, but yeah, like stuff like you know Amazon Prime, Paramount Plus. I'd probably just you know, lean to those a little bit more. Yeah. Um, what if see how it all turns out? But yeah, I mean I would I would still go as often as I was interested in certain movies. Yeah. Um yeah, well, we are movie bus at the end of the day. That's true. But yeah. That will do it for us on the Movie Games Roundtable. A big thank you for being a part of our conversation here. Uh question for you guys. Do you guys have preferences when it comes to watching movies? And you know, perhaps you may even have a perfect movie going experience. Um, well, whatever it is, whatever your thoughts are, head on over to our Instagram at moviegains, and from there, we can have a chat. We're also active on Facebook, Letterboxd, and moviegains.com if those platforms are more your cup of tea. As always, you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cheers to everyone who tuned into our show today. Always good fun being a part of your day by discussing all things movies, TV, streaming, and more. See everybody, enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll talk to you next time. See you later.